Welcome to A Cowgirl and Her Horse, a weekly podcast aimed at helping you become strong in the saddle. What does it mean to be strong in the saddle? It means showing up for your horse, both physically and mentally, as the strongest and best version of you. It means feeling confident, both in and out of the arena. It means feeling secure in your ability to ride and move with your horse in the most optimal way possible. If you're looking to maximize your experience with your horse, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Katrina, and now let's get into this week's episode. Some of you may be thinking that this episode is going to be controversial by looking at the title of the episode, but I promise that it's not. I'm not going to be fat shaming anyone in this episode. I understand that in the horse industry, and I think more so in the English world, people can be shamed for their size and wanting to ride if they're in a larger body. In this episode, I discuss that a bit and hopefully give some hope to those of you in a larger body. While I still believe that there is a limit when it comes to how much weight a horse can handle, and yes, I think that carrying more weight can put a horse at a disadvantage, especially if you are looking at a a sport like barrel racing, I think That there is no reason why larger bodied individuals, short individuals, tall individuals, and those in between, there's no reason why anyone can't ride. So with that said, let's get into this week's episode. Um, um, I want you to go back through my episode archives and guess which episode has received the most downloads to date. Go ahead, pause this episode, go scroll through my episodes and guess which one has the most listens. Maybe it's the goal setting one, or maybe the one about wearing spurs, maybe the one about going to your first barrel race. Well, if you guessed any of those, you were wrong. My most popular episode to date was the episode titled Rider Weight. I'm not sure why it was so popular with listeners. I get that it's a bit of a controversial topic. You know, people get offended if you say that they are too heavy for their horse. And people will argue that being quote-unquote overweight is not a disadvantage to a rider since the horse supposedly does all the work. Who knows? But the fact remains that that episode has the most downloads right now in my podcasting adventure here. I think, if I recall correctly, in that episode, I try to stay fairly open-minded about heavier riders. 
But at the end of the day, I did come to the conclusion that there does come a point when the weight of a rider will negatively impact not only the physical health of the rider, but it will also impact how well the person can ride in general. While I still agree with that, I want to elaborate on it a little bit. As we know, since we cannot verbally communicate with our horses, it is very important that we otherwise form a mutual understanding with our horses. And this mutual understanding between horse and rider via properly applied cues can be established regardless of body type or size. Instead, it relies heavily on that understanding between horse and rider that they need to achieve a harmonic rhythm together. When it comes down to it, really, is that in order for a horse and rider to really excel, you need a couple of things present. One, the horse needs to be well-trained and responsive to the aids given. Second, the rider needs to understand how to apply those aids correctly, how to stay balanced on the horse, and not interfere with the horse's movement. And that's where things obviously get tricky. If you are in a heavier body, it may be harder to properly apply aids or to stay balanced. And, but it, that's not necessarily true. I mean, a person in a smaller or average sized body could have the same issues. Regardless of your size, if you don't have appropriate body awareness and strength, it will be very difficult to properly cue and or stay balanced on your horse and not interfere with his movement. I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that it doesn't come down to larger bodied rider versus smaller bodied rider. Assuming your horse can physically handle your weight without discomfort or otherwise doing damage to the horse, it just comes down to those basics, the horse being well-trained and the rider being able to properly ride that well-trained horse. With that being said, there are still some things to discuss when it comes to rider body types. The first thing that I want to touch on is strength. I know that we all talk about how you need to be strong and in shape if you want to be a good rider. And yes, I 100% agree with that. You need to be strong to be a good rider. It allows you to move your body in a controlled manner when you intend to move it. But regardless of how strong you are, that horse is still going to be stronger than you are. With me, for example, my horse literally weighs 10 times more than I do. There is no way that I am going to muscle him around. But we have to remember that muscling our horses around isn't the goal anyways. We don't see professional riders reefing on their horse's mouth and pulling them around by the lead shank. 
it goes back to the horse being responsive and well-trained. A horse that is sensitive and responsive to your cues does not need to be muscled around, which is great news, say, for me, when I'm working with my horse who outweighs me by a significant amount, I don't need to get jacked in order to successfully work with my horse. As long as I am strong in relation to my body so that I can properly control my position in the saddle and my cues, that is sufficient. Particularly smaller riders who may even be strong to their rel- strong relative to their per- petite size can have success. In that case, a petite rider may actually prefer a more sensitive horse, um, you know, a lighter horse that will a- allow the rider with a smaller frame to stay light and balanced rather than having to make big corrections on a horse that may be less sensitive. I'll probably say it a few times in this episode, whether you are short, tall, big, or small, having a horse that is well-trained and responsive and a rider that is balanced and knows how to use their cues is key. Body type does not matter as long as those things are taken care of. Another thing that I want to address that will differ from rider to rider, body type to body type, and from discipline to discipline is preferred stirrup length. Stirrup length goes a long way in finding your balance because it influences your hip angles. Finding the proper stirrup length for your body type will help to ensure that you can properly manage the power and speed of your horse via your seat. In addition to that, it will also impact how effectively you can or can't use your legs. If you have a body that has long legs, you may feel super cramped if your stirrups are too short. You may feel that you can't really use your legs effectively because they almost feel locked in place. But that being said, there are some disciplines where a short stirrup is desired. For example, both barrel racers and jumpers like a shorter stirrup because it allows them to get up out of the saddle over their horse. You know, for the barrel racer when they're asking their horse for run and for the jumper when they're approaching a jump. Being able to use the balls of your feet allows you to push through your legs to offset the power of the horse beneath you. In contrast, most cutters ride with a longer stirrup that allows them to almost wrap their legs around their horse and cue their horse with their legs that way. So you can see that depending not just on your body type and the length of your legs, but the discipline you are competing in will really come into play here. Another thing I wanted to touch on today is aesthetics versus functionality. It goes without saying that the world has become extremely superficial 
thanks in large part to social media. It's all about the slim build and the six pack abs, but there is a lot about that picture that people don't understand. For one, when you get so lean that you are able to see visible abdominal muscles, your body for most people is basically in survival mode, especially if you are a female. We are not designed to be that lean. To get that lean, most people have to diet extremely aggressively, cutting back their food to very low levels in addition to doing excessive amounts of exercise. And that is really, really, really stressful on your body. Your body feels under attack and it will actually start to shut down. For women, they may lose their periods and men may have dips in their testosterone levels and therefore their sex drive. So in order to create energy, your body is going to start breaking down your muscle tissue as a way of fueling your activity. As a result, even if you are doing strength training workouts, you're going to start getting weaker. I think it is a better approach to our food and exercise if we come from a place of functionality. What do you want your body to do? If you want your body to be strong, then you need to give it the fuel to build muscle. In addition to that, you need to do strength training workouts that promote the strength that you want to develop. And lastly, you need to make sure that you are giving your body adequate rest. Strength and muscles are not made in the gym. They are made in the kitchen and on the couch. So just keep that in mind. Our world is so focused on the aesthetics that functionality has pretty much been thrown out the window. I was slapped in the face with this when I had my eating disorder. Yes, I was strength training six days a week, but I wasn't eating enough and my strength dropped dramatically to the point where I couldn't ride anymore. You have no idea how disheartening that is. Anyways, my point is that you need to make sure that your actions are aligned. Getting a six-pack is not going to be in line with being a strong, balanced rider. Trust me. And it's just also a reminder that you know, a slim, tall woman riding a horse may not be in a good spot. She may look quote-unquote good, but you don't know the story behind that either. My husband is six foot five or something like that. I don't remember exactly. He's tall. (laughs) And when he gets on a horse, he finds it very hard to keep his balance. Because his torso is so long, it is easy for him to end up getting too far tilted forward or leaning too far back. And he's not alone. Yes, he's an amateur rider, 
but even the most accomplished riders who are tall and have long torsos can have issues. The taller you are, the more important your awareness of your balance and angles becomes, it's just that much more important. When I have talked to taller riders, there is no real consensus on things like stirrup length and whatnot. It's more just finding where you naturally find you are balanced on your horse and working with that. And I suppose that could be useful advice for any rider, whether you're short or tall. Find what works for you. At the end of the day, as I have said already over and over again, regardless of your size, big, tall, small, short, fat, if we want to use that term, if that's even allowed anymore, you need to be fit and strong to be a good rider. You need to be able to stay balanced on your horse and be able to apply your cues at the appropriate times to the appropriate degree. Being a good rider is more about improving those areas of your riding than it is about, you know, quote unquote, the ideal weight or body type. As well, you should also be striving to make your horse, I don't want to use the make your horse, work with your horse to get them as well trained and responsive as possible. That is what that is what will create the winning horse rider combination. Of course, every body type is going to have its things that it will have to deal with. Shorter, smaller riders may feel like their horses don't respect them. Larger riders may need to pay particular attention to their balance and the momentum they generate on their horses so they don't get too far forward or too far behind. Everyone has something they're going to deal with and they just need to find out what works for them. It's not a matter of right or wrong, good or bad, as a lot of our social media body-focused culture would make us think. And at the end of the day, you have to remember, like I said, as long as you're not hurting your horse, if you're a larger rider, our horses don't care what the number on the scale says or anything like that. All they care about is how we treat them and the way we show up for them day after day. That's that's the end of the story. So, you know, if you're getting, what's the word, shade from people about your body type and whether you should or shouldn't be riding or how you should be riding or how you shouldn't be riding, just keep that in mind. It's the horse's opinion and well-being that matters and not the uh, peanut gallery on social media. So just keep that in mind. And with that, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to get something out of my ramblings. Before I sign off, I just want to ask if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. 
It helps to ensure that the podcast gets out to more and more people and that I can continue bringing you content just like this episode. Until next time, remember, it is always, always a good day to ride.